0: Humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 242, and for once I got to do it in person because it's with one of my roommates, Kyle Lampy. He's great. Uh, He is a fitness coach. It's individualized fitness, concentrating on behavior, nutrition, and exercise programs. What's different about him is that he tailors it to the individual person what their goals and priorities are instead of doing an all-encompassing thing that so many uh, fitness people do or diet people do or you know uh, lifestyle people do. So it was really fun to talk to him especially in person. Uh, it's a new year just around the corner in 24 hours. I am looking forward to kicking that 2020 20 in the butt and saying adios forever. Uh, let's all the prayers going up for 2021 to be fantastic. Now, this preamble is pre-recorded because I'm taking the week of Christmas to New Year's off. And so hopefully nothing crazy is going to happen in the week between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So if it has, again, as I've said in previous times when I've been uh, away that I didn't know and apologies if something insane happened and I don't talk about it here. With all good faith, 2021 is gonna come in with a beautiful bouquet of flowers and say I'm sorry and and make up for all the crap that 2020 did to us. Anyway, back to Kyle, really great guy. Uh, he, he does a lot of things. He's also a, a musician and a music producer However, the concentration of this episode is solely on fitness, lifestyle, well-being, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. Really interesting. I I very much enjoyed it. And he's delightful anyway. So, all right. uh, In other news, social media, Hey Human Podcast can be found on Instagram and Facebook. My personal social media, Susan Ruthism, can be found Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. On the heyhumanpodcast.com website, you'll find a links page with information about all my guests and what we've talked about. And also on that website, you will find the merch store. And what better way to support your favorite podcast than to buying merch. So please do that. It helps support this free podcast. And uh, there's really cute stuff on there. I do say so myself, because I designed it all. (laughs) If you want to know more about me and what I do outside of the podcast, go to SusanRuth.com. You can sign up for the mailing list there. And I only send out mailers about every quarter. And they're really fun. I try to keep them engaging and all that kind of stuff. So if you're into that kind of thing, definitely do that. Uh, If you are into music, go check out Susan Ruth. That's me on iTunes. I've got four albums there. And uh, that's what I got. Okay, let's get into this episode. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. I wish all of you a safe, beautiful, wonderful, healthy, successful, all the good things. New Year in 2021. I believe we have earned it and it's time. So here's to that. I love you. Thank you for listening. Let's uh, have a great great 2021. I'm going to have really exciting guests and keep this momentum going. Y'all have been incredible. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spreading the word and for being supportive. I, I could not ever truly express how, how thankful I am uh, that you allow me to do this. So let's get into this. Here we go. Kyle Lampe, welcome to Hey Human. Thank you. You didn't have far to go.
1: I didn't have far to go. Um, All the way from down the hall.
0: Yes, we are roommates.
1: We are roommates. Along
0: with your lovely girlfriend Jessica. Yes. And so I'm excited because this is an interview in person, which I haven't been able to do in a really long time.
1: Because of COVID
0: that's what they tell me mm. i think they're just saying things so that i don't get near them
1: what if this is what if i world? give you covid because <laughs> of the <this> interview
0: now <laughs> oh my god that would be crazy <laughs> considering we've been living together for a while now yeah. and what if all of covid was just some lie just to keep me away from people what if the whole, mm. it's like a truman-esque thing? oh the
1: truman show great movie if you've never seen it by it the way. is a great movie
0: A classic, if you will. A classic. Yeah. Let's get to you. (laughs) Kyle, where are you you from?
1: Um, I uh, am originally from Las Vegas. I moved here uh, two months ago from Nashville. So from Vegas to Nashville, Nashville to LA. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: think, um, obviously never say never, but I think I'm I'm probably not ever going to drive across America again. How come? Uh, Well, I did it going from Vegas to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then I did it again, <laughs> driving Jessica <laughs> out here. And then I did it again, driving myself out here. So, um... Did you go different
0: ways every time?
1: At no, least? it was the same. Um, and I, I don't, people say, people argue with me when I say this, but most of America looks the same.
0: A lot you know of I mean? it. I mean, in the middle, I would, I like would Like, you've say. got Florida,
1: that's different. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, uh, Maine, that feels different. Sure. So different. Um, but then the kind of everything in the middle, which is like a lot of the same a lot of flats, trees. A lot yeah, of strip malls. Yeah. yeah. So stick so to have, the coast. You have
0: to get into the small towns, I think, when you're That's on road it, trips. Yeah. And then you discover like a couple diners off the beaten path mm-hmm. and things. Did you do any fun No, you would just get here? And
1: I feel that scares me. Uh, Why? I just like, well, if you're in a car for long periods of time and you're eating at uh, places that you don't necessarily go to normally, Mm. that's a recipe for disaster, especially if you don't know where the closest bathroom is.
0: That's a good point. That's why I wear Depends. Yes, Yes, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Depends. (laughs) When you've got crap to do, you can count on them.
1: Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I like that.
0: Thank you. Any whoosies. Um, So, you originally from Vegas. What was growing up like there?
1: Um, well, my mom's a stripper, and my dad is a professional gambler. And they met one night at the club. My mom was doing what she does. I'm totally kidding. My dad... My mom is not I a stripper. I believe you. I know. I know. I'm a great liar. Also, so.
0: that's good work, and it pays really well. <laughs>
1: There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's uh, my neighbor across the street she was a stripper she would leave at like six at night get home at three yeah she had a daughter like totally yeah. normal made
0: bank probably
1: oh yeah we, i mean she lived in an, our nice community and yeah it's just a job like, yeah I, guess.
0: I i feel like you could be uh that that match made in heaven of gambler stripper because of your personality is no i mean and everyone risk taker like you're, you're yeah
1: you know i can dance really well i can shake my hips
0: yeah, I've got
1: five bucks right
0: here for you, buddy. Ooh, yeah, well... <laughs> Let's see those
1: moves. Yeah, it's no one wants... To, good thing this is a audio podcast only, because that would be... Your your, uh, your, your what is it, your rating on... On uh,
0: I, on, on Apple
1: would go down exponentially. <laughs> now, my dad um, was in the bar business, so he was around gambling. I mean, my mom um, was a teacher, a yoga instructor. She taught sex ed for a while she did a lot of things she
0: taught sex ed yeah that is cool yeah so how how is that as a with a mom did she was she really open with you to a point of embarrassment or
1: no she just it wasn't embarrassing she was just like honest if i asked her things she was just like well this is how it works and i was like oh okay
0: yeah all right
1: i was the kid at school who like knew you know
0: did everybody come to you for the dirt
1: no. I mean, I would I would correct them if I heard, like, wrong. I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to happen because that's not how it works. And then they'd be like, oh, okay.
0: If I drink a Coca-Cola yeah. on a Monday, yeah. I can't get pregnant.
1: <laughs> you could. Depends on what happens Don't after. drink Coca-Cola,
0: kids. Yeah. It's terrible it's for, for you. you. Uh, I have a theory about kids whose parents were open about sex and mm-hmm. education that it, they didn't have sex as quickly as the kids who didn't get the information. Did yeah, did you, were you when when did you lose your virginity? How old were
1: you? Uh, I was I was seventeen years old.
0: Yeah, so that's
1: Yeah. Normal. That's
0: a pretty normal and not like the twelve year old no, thirteen year old age. No,
1: and, and true, honestly growing up in Las Vegas you're exposed to a lot really quick. Like they have billboards with like half naked girls on it and you know, uh, there's drinking everywhere. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe I did.
0: Makes it less exciting.
1: Right. Like I never went and got a fake ID cause I didn't care. Cause I was like,
0: that makes total sense. I to would me. go to
1: bars with my dad all yeah, the time. This like is a- Most restaurants have gambling and I'm in bars, but you just like don't care.
0: Yeah. This is why I think all those things should be legalized. Yeah. Sex work and drugs.
1: Hmm. Yes. Do you want some
0: drugs I have? Some I right have a here. whole list. <laughs> There's a lot in here. Um, well, that's interesting. Was it a fun childhood then? Um,
1: my childhood was um, the best childhood anyone's ever had, and I'll fight anyone who says different. Serious? No, it was great. I mean, like, I don't know. It was. I had the perfect balance of getting everything that I could possibly want because my my. Parents worked really hard and got very lucky with like when I was coming up. My dad was just like crushing it. He had like a bunch of bars and restaurants that were really doing really good. This is back before the the uh, the big economy cr- collapse. So I just like you know I had everything I needed. I never worried about anything. Like if I needed braces, I had them. If I needed like acne medication, I had it. Uh, if I wanted a dirt bike, I got it. But it was. My dad came from super hard work and his thing was like, you can have whatever you want, but you're going to take care of it or you're going to work for it. So like when I, I said, hey, dad, I want to play guitar. He's like, I'll buy you a guitar, but you're going to take lessons and you're going to practice every day. And if you don't, then I'm not paying for lessons and that's on you. So it was cool. I got, like, I got the balance of being able to experience a lot of things, but also understanding that it just doesn't come out of nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you work in his restaurants and bars and things? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I started washing dishes when I was like <laughs> illegally at 11. <laughs> Child labor laws. Um, yeah, that was like my first job. It was cooking in his kitchen on the... On the...
0: You are a good cook. Oh, uh, thank you. You taught me how to cook my first steak. I did. It was I did. exciting.
1: That's the thing. Cooking is not hard. You just take the things that you like to eat and you basically just heat them up. <laughs> And then there you go. I was intimidated by meat, I'm going to say. <laughs> I get and it. Because
0: it, I don't eat it very often, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've never cooked a steak in my life. So well, now you're a steak I've cooked master. a roast lamb. Mm. See, I've never done that. I can teach you. I you have to teach me. Really good lamb. Sorry to all the vegans, vegetarians out there. Cover your ears. Um, tofurky. Uh, I had tofurkey once. I did not enjoy it. Mm. I didn't think it tasted very good. Yeah. What did you study in college?
1: I was a jazz guitar major for two years. Uh, You could either choose classical or jazz, and I didn't want to grow my fingernails out because I thought that was very strange because you could tell that the people who played classical, they would have one hand that was super long and the other hand was normal. And I was like, that is not a good look for anyone. And then I figured too, and jazz you could play with a pick. And then I figured too, classical is very rigid you know like they they read music incredibly well and it's all about the classics and it's all about performance whereas jazz is you know with improvisation is more open and i would just i was more drawn to the creative aspect of that i guess not to say that classical music isn't creative um but i just figured if you can play jazz you can play anything and then i quickly learned that um i'm not a jazz guitarist and i cannot play anything because there people there were so amazing yeah i mean i love guitar i have a knack for it but to be, I guess, a jazz musician. I mean, that's like you're devoting your whole life to that. And I was just like, I just kind of want to learn it and apply it to, sure. what I like,
0: yeah. When mm. did you leave Vegas?
1: Um, in two thousand five. Okay. And then Nashville. You so went straight years. to Nashville. Mm.
0: mm. And and all the years I lived in Nashville, and all the years you lived in Nashville, and Jessica as well. Never met y'all. Never met. That's wacky to me. Yeah. I feel like I knew everyone in Nashville. I
1: know. We probably know all the same people.
0: We know a lot of the same people, yeah, for sure. Uh, what did you do in Nashville?
1: Nashville, I well, the reason I moved out there, was in a band. We all moved together.
0: What was the band?
1: It was called, well, it's been through a lot. Uh, it was called A Beginner's Mind at first. It was like a uh, rock and um, progressive kind of band. If you're a fan of the Mars Volta or Coheed and Cambria pretty much who we ripped off constantly and then when we got to nashville we realized that no one wants to listen to uh, 15 minute songs and we should probably start making pop music and we wanted people to come to our shows so uh we changed our band name to enjoy the zoo and then we just started making like pop music for like 14 year old girls (laughs) how did that go great i mean that was the most success we had we got to do some really cool things and Play like recording some of the coolest studios and open for some really awesome bands, but then ultimately, as most bands do, we realized mm, you know what, we tried, we did our thing, let's see what else is out there. Yeah. And that's when I got into um, music production and and fitness.
0: Let's let's jump into the fitness stuff. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Let's jump head first.
0: What did you study in fitness?
1: Um. So I never had any formal training in fitness. All well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I guess, you know, people go to college for learning the body and how it moves, right? Like, the like a therapy. sports medicine. Yeah. yeah. So sure. I never did that. I was more music. My, um, honestly, <laughs> I started fitness from shame.
0: Were you a fat child? No. I should say overweight. Is that yeah. appropriate? Either? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't I mean, know. Fat's I, a thing. Overweight child?
1: Um, I don't no. Even, I don't
0: know what's. Oh,
1: like like uh uh I don't PC wanna, to say yeah.
0: Well, I just don't want to be insensitive to of course. people that are. I mean, bigger than I don't, not bigger. I don't know.
1: I can't say because I uh, I never experienced that. I'm sure maybe that is sensitive for some people, but I was not. I was always I was very thin. Actually, I was just the opposite. So it was like, I think, for a lot of men especially because like how we you know i grew up looking only at x-men characters and they're just like so jacked but they're like it's unrealistic right so when Not you're now, small yeah i know no i i think that i was thinking about this the other day i think that's the equivalent of like looking at a cosmopolitan as a boy looking at like he-man and be like mm. so uh i was always like small and but i very athletic but I got a swirly once which was like shut the front door you know, by the by the senior kids and that that stuck with me and then
0: Oh my god that makes me want to throw up how I did know
1: you, what'd you do Nothing no I just thought mean, it was funny did, No what
0: did you do after the fact
1: Oh well um Did you throw up No I did not there was nothing in there it was just it was just regular toilet water there wasn't like pee or anything Good. That would that's like an that's like an that's assault That's next level Yeah, that's next level
0: I think the first is also assault <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm sure but I uh I did what I did best. I was like, hmm, I'm small. I can't fight back, so I'm just going to go get them in trouble. <laughs> so I got them kicked off like the basketball team, and then everyone hated me because the basketball team was doing so well and in our private Christian school. Like, who cares, you know? So that stuck with me for a while, that feeling of being helpless. Um, and then I started lifting weights because it was something to do, honestly, for fun. And then I started getting into it, and then I realized that uh i don't know my dad's probably gonna listen to this but i'm gonna tell him this i've never told him this but he's well he knows he's like my best friend he's like my hero he's anything i've ever done in life is because of him like he did karate his whole life so i did karate he you know played sports or like hockey so i played hockey all those things so i came home from when we moved to nashville and i came home and i had gained a little bit of weight because it was like our first time i mean like you turn 21 in a house of six guys what are you going to do? There's some alcohol involved. All you do is drink and yeah. eat fast food. So he was like, man, Kyle, you're gaining a little bit of weight. And I was just like, really? Oh, but inside I was like, oh my God, Crushed. I need to do something. Cause my, he's like the, he was always like the, the, the vision of like health to me as my dad.
0: Did you have a sense of, of body before that really? Or
1: no, my sense of body was always like, I was always told that. I had a nice physique or I was like, I look strong or whatever, but I never cared about that. I didn't care at all. Like I cared about music, but then that was like the first time that I was like, whoa, I'm not like what I thought I was. Right. So then I went home and I started lifting weights and then, um, I got bored with that after a while and I found CrossFit and I got into CrossFit very heavily. Like, like, like people do. I mean... It
0: becomes a bit cultish. The people I know that are CrossFit people...
1: When I say...
0: I don't mean that disrespectfully. No,
1: no. I I get it. Which makes sense because it is a... It's a reward system. Like, it's... People are doing the same thing together at the same time. And people cheer each other on. And that feels good to be cheered on by your peers that have just done the same thing you're doing. And it hurts the same. And you can talk about how much it hurts. And you grow together and all this stuff. It's great. Community... The community is great. I just... Um, I got really deep into it to the point where it was like, uh, I felt like how, um, Jehovah's Witness must feel going like door to door and trying to like, I mean, Uber drivers, I would be taking an Uber and like a little old lady would be like, oh, my knees have been hurting (laughs) or something. And I'm like, have you tried CrossFit? (laughs) Which I mean, I mean, anything can be a religion. I, I mean, 100%. 100%. Like, I, I I, wasn't religious, but that was my religion. Like, CrossFit was my religion. And uh, I got really deep into that. I got into, um, started coaching at our gym. I started trying to get as many CrossFit certifications as possible, trying to learn as much as I could about the CrossFit methodology and climbing up. They have different levels. They have an L1, they have an L2, they have an L3, and an L4 um as a trainer that you can like learn more and more and more about and it is very involved um but the guy who owned the gym that i worked at told me about a different kind of program that wasn't necessarily a uh, methodology more of just like a uh, education and it's called opex and i got deep into that because i enjoyed i don't know just a kind of a light bulb went on like you know, how sustainable is, the, is this type of training that CrossFit is? Because it is very um, intense, right? And you always, when 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 people talk about CrossFit, what are, like, the three things you hear about? Like, you're going to hurt yourself, um, I can't do that, or those people are crazy, I could never do that. Well, <clears throat> there is a lot of injuries in CrossFit, and I've seen it, and I, you know, I try to turn a blind eye to it, thinking that it's like, oh, that's just what happens when you work out hard, but... Um, I kind of realized that no, maybe that's just what happens when you're doing things that you're not ready to do yet.
0: Mm -hmm. And everybody is different.
1: One hundred percent. My, um, uh, so.
0: That little old lady's in there, you know. Right, right. Blowing her other knee out. Yeah, right, yeah.
1: No, um, a CrossFit, everyone can do CrossFit. Not everyone should do CrossFit. There you go. It, it is for everyone, but not everyone should do it.
0: Yeah, my personal, uh, my friends who I know do CrossFit, they've all been injured in some way. Usually mm-hmm. it's either a shoulder or a knee.
1: Yes, and that is because like I said, the fun part about CrossFit is the competition aspect and people are around you cheering you to do more and push more. And you want to, as a reward system, you want to like continue to get those kudos. So you continue to do more and push more and you're not actually like listening to your body a lot of times. And, uh, yeah that's that's kind of like i guess the, the stain on crossfit so when i started learning i guess more about like how the body works and different methodologies of training and servicing people and uh where they are currently i my mind kind of changed my world kind of opened like hey maybe it's not so black and white maybe it's not just about crossfit maybe there's a lot of other things out there that you can really affect with people and then i started getting more into you know um what else is out there besides just working out? Like, there's other things that are important that I really love how OPEX portrays um, the overall picture of health and sustainability.
0: Is this OPEX?
1: OPEX. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the founder actually won the first, like, CrossFit game. So he comes from a CrossFit background, so he understands it. Um, it's it's just, it's basically a all-encompassing um, life thing. So it's it's it talks about sleep it talks about stress management it talks about getting enough sunshine it talks about hydration and and food hygiene and and practices around digesting food and working out it's not just the workout which um a lot of people i feel um the workout is the end-all be-all right like i mean how many times i mean you work out how many times have you said to yourself "You're like i need to work out today many right and that's that's most people's feeling and then and then that's great to be able to work out but that's not the only thing you do right so
0: it's more a whole body whole life merging together
1: absolutely because it, it's a fitness and longevity is a puzzle piece and if you don't have all the pieces together your puzzles not complete right um,
0: I hear you talking about uh, sunshine for example and sleep hmm then you believe that those are very important things
1: People ask me all the time, like, what should I be working on? And I tell them, there's basically like three things in your life. You've got sleep, you've got what you eat, and you've got like how you move. And I I always tell people this, if you never stepped foot in a gym ever again, or ever lifted a weight, but your sleep was immaculate and you were eating incredible foods, you could live a very long life. You may not be as strong as you are like want to be. You may have some aches and pains. You may not be able to do certain things. But as far as um, not being in a casket early, uh, you would be on the right path. Whereas um, focusing just on the workout and you know pushing your body past certain limits and not being able to recover with sleep and not fueling your body correctly um has a lot does a lot more damage than focusing on recovery and that was a big eye-opener for me because I was always um in the school of thought that more is more right when it comes to working out like how hard can you push how beat up can you feel you know like I didn't get a good workout unless like I was laying on the floor dying you know and that and you know what that's not anyone's fault. Like I feel like the hardest part of being a fitness coach is having to deprogram everyone's thought of what it takes to be a, in fitness or to look good, quote unquote, because it's just a lot of junk science and incredible marketing. That it's like it's not it's no one's fault that they go oh, well um I can just, I can just do this template program for like eight week, eight week, eight week abs, you know, like those things drive me insane. Cause it's, it's like, when I say, when I tell people that I'm a, a coach or, or a fitness coach, it almost like leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I almost don't even want to tell people because I'm a fitness coach, just like every other person that starts an Instagram page and says fitness trainer, and then just posts pictures of their butt or like them, like doing pushups. Like that's so annoying to me. It doesn't mean that what they're doing isn't helpful and it isn't valid, but it's like right now I have to
0: go delete my Instagram. Right. Delete,
1: delete, delete, Like put it this way. Okay. We're at a we're at a dinner with a bunch of people, and everyone goes around the table and says uh, what they are. Right. If someone says, "Oh, I'm a doctor," you there's a preconceived path in your mind that they took, and there's a, there's a preconceived status of importance and reverence like oh you're a doctor that's amazing and people just like believe you face will you
0: look at this thing on my arm yeah right
1: (laughs) okay um i'm a therapist great i'm a dentist i'm a whatever you know um but for some reason when people they don't hold a coach as high as that you know like Mm -hmm. people have their dentist they have their doctor they have their physical therapist but they don't have like a coach you know and I, that's, that's like my biggest thing, and I feel like that's the hill I'm going to die on, is like, I want to make a coach as important as your doctor, as important as your dentist, and all those things.
0: Well, with a good coach, I imagine you wouldn't need your doctor
1: as much, right? <laughs> right. So that's the thing. It's like, if your bone is sticking out of your leg, you need a doctor. But you don't necessarily need a doctor to tell you how to move... Um, you know, how to sleep, how to uh, manage stress, because doctors, like, that's not their job. Well, like,
0: and also they'll prescribe something. If I come to you right. and you're my doctor and say, I can't sleep, they'll say, oh, take this Ambien Not Why are you not sleeping?
1: Exactly. And that's another thing. It's like, I, I, the, I have clients that are like, well, my doctor told me I shouldn't be doing this. And then I always have to back them up and I go well, did your doctor ask you why you're doing this or like what other things have led to you feeling yeah. this way? Like there's so there's so many underlying factors for certain things that once those are all exhausted, yes, have surgery. Yes, take this medication. Yes, maybe go see this specialist, but let's try, like you'd be amazed on maybe you don't need migraine medication. Maybe you just need to drink more water. Let's try that for a couple of weeks. Let's see if your migraines go away. Stop drinking
0: Diet Coke or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: there's so much that, that can be done but on a d- daily basis.
0: Don't you feel like people don't want to stop those things? So of in course. their mind, they're like, oh, I want to fix this problem, but mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with the root of the problem. They just want the placate, they want the band aid for the Absolutely. bullet hole.
1: And that's, and that's just something you have to, uh, that goes back to the deprogramming. It's like, can you blame people? We have this amazing piece of technology everyone has in their pockets that you can access the world i can have groceries delivered i can have honestly people delivered to my house like with tinder like it's like there's nothing you can't have right now like the delayed gratification i feel in past generations they were very good at that you know you work hard you eventually will get there now it's like instant instant yeah so everyone wants everything instant so can you blame them like who what what sounds what sounds more sexy um. Yeah, take this uh, fat burning uh, pill. You know, whatever that you can get at GNC, and you'll be ripped in like four. And you'll be ripped in a month. And you just have to go to the gym like for ten minutes a day, or make sure your entire life is in order. Track your food, your sleep, your stress. Do do um, resistance training and slow aerobic work, and work really hard every day. And you know, uh, monitor your habits, and then we'll uh, we'll see how you feel in a month. As opposed to well, I just take this pill and I'll be fine. Which. I really, I really, really, really beg people to, um, think about the ramifications of things. If it feels like a quick fix, it's a quick fix for a certain problem that usually comes with five more. And then what's the quick fix of those five, which comes with five more. So this Mm. is exponential, Mm. which is, you know,
0: what's the biggest habit you find that you have to help clients break bad habit, I should say, and create new habit.
1: Hmm. Um, so that's. That's interesting because it, it, that's the the methodology that I I tried in my approach is um, really finding out what makes that person tick and what their why is in life. So, with that, different habits kind of pop themselves out. Like, for instance, um, here's an avatar uh, a person that is very task oriented and works a lot and doesn't know how to shut the computer off and can't not answer that email and can't doesn't have a very good work-life balance, their habit usually is uh, stress management and sleep because they will sacrifice their sleep and be super stressed out because they've got these tasks that need to be done. Whereas another person um, might be super low stress and has a great work-life balance but just doesn't drink water all day, you know? So it's 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 very specific to the person, but I would have to say... Um, I would have to say sleep is probably the biggest one, mm. because if you look, think about this: we used to live in caves, yeah. Um, caves are completely dark and they're cold. That's just fact. That's just like in our DNA. I don't know if people believe in like like things being left over from generations, but I mean it's in there. That's who we are, and we live in a society now where. When the moon is out, there's also these mini moons everywhere. Street lights, car lights, your phone, your computer. Like, in our in our room, honestly, like, if we shut the lights off in our room, it might as well be daytime. I can look and see Jessica's face and we can have a conversation. Like, I, so I wear a sleep mask because it has to be dark for, for you to sleep. Um,
0: My friend Ellen swears by her sleep mask.
1: It's incredible. So you have this gland in your brain called the pineal gland, which looks like an acorn they say um, strangely enough um, that that's what is very sensitive to light like your retina um, any light even with your eyes closed in a in a, in a dark room or a, a perceivably dark room even if you like say you had your phone on a nightstand and it turned on you can perceive that through your eye that's how sensitive your eyes are which is great because it's how we see things but that that confuses that gland to to make melatonin you know so the darker it is, the more you're going to produce of that, the better and deeper you're going to sleep. Whereas if you're like looking at a screen at night, like your brain is going, hey, it's dark in here. But I can't tell if you want me to start making this chemical that makes you sleepy or not because we're seeing light. So can you give us like a, a signal that you're ready to go to sleep? You know, so that's I feel like sleep is 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 a big thing because of technology and the way society is now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sleep, I think, is a rare commodity for many.
1: Which is crazy because it is it is the most important thing that you can do in your life. And a lot of people are shocked by that. You know what? This blew my mind. So here we go.
0: Do it. Here For, we go. Bring it on, baby. <laughs>
1: baby. I, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. What a shocker. I know. Yeah. White male, male. Right, right. Well, sort of. Well, yeah. yeah. Not married. White male. Listen yeah. to the Joe Rogan podcast. And he had a sleep expert on there one time. Which was very informative and mind blowing. But I Joe Rogan is like he's a fitness guy, right? He's uh, really in he always talks about kettlebells and he always talks about yeah. you know, fighting and, and, and nutrition and stuff, but he was shocked at how important sleep was and I'm just like, Yeah. I mean
0: Yeah. There's a there's a town, I think it's in Italy. There's a genetic there's this whole town that suffers this genetic hiccup. It's a very small town obviously, mm-hmm. and they don't sleep. And they're dying off because yeah. it will kill you.
1: Um, I mean, that's and that's one thing. That sometimes I have to have serious, based on again, based on the the client and what I think they can or cannot handle. Sometimes you have to get super frank with people, and I just sell. I just tell them like, hey, if you're if you, it's fine. If you don't want to prioritize sleep, that's fine. Just know that you're gonna die earlier than you want to, and that's just if that's the price you're gonna pay. Like if you're working third shift or. Or part of your job requires you to stay up all night in weird hours and you're not getting a lot of sleep. Like that's, we all have a price to pay for things. And if that's the price that you want to pay for that, go, that's, that, I mean, that's literally your life and that's your, that's your choice, but that's just the hard fact. You're going to die early.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> and that's sometimes that wakes people up. Sometimes it doesn't, but
0: <laughs> so to speak.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: <Did> you, <laughs> boom. Boom. <laughs> But about food-wise, what do you think is the the trickiest thing? And Mm -hmm. I really want to touch on the fact that, and we've talked about this before, that every body is truly different, and yet people en masse, they flock like lemmings to a diet plan or Mm -hmm. a, a, you know, there's the Atkins, there's the dairy-only, there's the cayenne, you know, there's Mm -hmm. all these different things. Carnivore diet where they only eat meat. Right. And uh, why that is so unhealthy and the fact that we are all so different, that Mm
1: -hmm. it... Yeah, that's I. So sleep is a big one. Food is a big one too, but for a different reason. Food, there is so much worth, self worth, and emotion attached to food, because of again the society we live in and marketing and seeing magazines and like you know kate hudson eats this way you should too or you want to look like brad pitt from fight club well here's his workout and diet regimen you know um i only use that term because um i mean honestly like every male client i have that's like the beacon of is brad pitt in fight club which i don't disagree with i mean he looked great but
0: he's also a very specific body type mm -hmm. he's five foot seven he's although i'm sure they say that he's taller but he's i don't think he's that tall which, it's easier to get fitter when you're shorter, isn't it? I've heard that before. That's I really mean, wrong.
1: <laughs> again, yeah. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's so much misinformation out there. And what's crazy, it is it is so simple. It really is so simple. But because it's so simple, it's maddening. Because I, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm, I'll try to. As we, yeah, I answer your question with food. But the biggest thing with food is most people and I'm guilty of this too, walk around and blindly eat based on convenience and taste. Right. I mean, yes, food is one of life's most simple joys. Like, uh, uh, like think of your favorite meal you've ever had in your life and how much joy that brought you, right? That's incredible. Like, I think that's one of our bodies, like amazing functions is like our tongue, like the, the taste of things and the memories that can be attached to that and smells and all this stuff. But um, food is in a, in like, if you want to boil it down to what's black and white, food is just fuel. That's all it is. And depending on the type of fuel you want to put in your body, it's going to depend on how your body works. And if you even want to go deeper than that, your brain is basically a giant computer that tells your body what to do. All functions, everything, this conversation we're having right now. Food is just basically information for your brain. You're feeding your brain every time you eat. And if you're not feeding your brain well, how do you expect your brain to tell you know your heart to keep beating well and to let's start digestion now or let's move this muscle? So I think people just, we've lost a connection to food that I think maybe a lot of older generations and you know ancestors had a connection to you know so food is food is a huge one um food is uh but it's not the end-all be-all too people think like um that that this diet is the way to go and this diet's the way to go and and if you want to be this way you have to eat this way and just like you said every single person is different we all have genetic different makeups some of us have different allergies some of us handle fats better than others some of us handle proteins better than others like there's no blanket diet and i feel like that's a that's a great rule of thumb is if anything is telling you that this is 100 the way it is and it should be mm-hmm. you should run that's true with everything in life run yeah because everything is so nuanced and we're constantly changing
0: how do you do that with your clients do you do blood tests or do you just do did- Based it on what their past is and
1: with food Mm. so um we before we do anything i have like a a hour-long conversation with people um that i ask them a lot of questions about honest like what they're doing here why they want to be fit i ask them questions around their daily energy habits their daily food like like for instance to say hey run me through a day in your life and they just tell me about a day and through that conversation a lot of times people don't even talk about when they eat and then i'll say hey i noticed that you didn't tell me about like when you eat food and they go oh yeah well like for breakfast i'll have like a granola bar and then i don't really eat till after work until i get home and like without them telling me they basically told me how much food is not a thought in their mind right so it's little things like that kind of give me an idea of what their emotional connection is to food where some people will go like step by step like okay i have this many egg whites and then i have this much toast but i'll scrape off like this much bread out of my toast so i can have this and that lets me know that hey you know um their prescription for what they should eat is probably going to have to be a little more general because there's something going on there that they're so attached to like
0: Mm.
1: food yeah to
0: me it's that a person like that sounds like an eating disorder
1: right or or is or is in that room, that could be an eating disorder. Like they may not have one, but they—they're eating
0: disorder they're couple, adjacent. Yeah, they're
1: a couple pushes away. Where mm-hmm. if like they had a bad coach or someone telling them like, "Okay, cool, do that," but we're gonna take away more calories or like, "I need you to watch this even more," you can really, you can really fuck people up like that. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot of noticing. It's a lot of like intuitive yeah it's like being a soundboard so i ask these people these questions and i just kind of sit back and i listen to what they're saying and then i reiterate what they're saying to them and that's powerful for people because they hear you know it's you don't hear what you say a lot of times until someone says it back and you're like oh i guess i don't ever eat or think about that so so yeah as far as food goes it's um as simple as i can say if it doesn't rot you don't want to eat it and that's really it think about it if um
0: so twinkies are out
1: oh my god they're <laughs> the so gardens. out right so out but like broccoli if you put that on the counter for a week you're not going to be able to eat it bananas we all know like you have a banana and then you we turn around a three and it's day brown. Window, yeah. avocados, avocados are the worst are
0: the worst yeah but the best i eat an avocado a day mm-hmm.
1: yes and that's great that's a great source of of healthy fats but That's great for you. Someone else may not be able to handle that much. I I may not be able to handle that much.
0: I have no idea having never had food assess. Right. Yeah.
1: But within that, when I say it's super easy, so that's what I mean. Like, That's a blanket super easy statement. If it doesn't rot, you don't want to eat it.
0: How did that change your relationship with food? Because you are a food prepper. The refrigerator is filled with Mm -hmm. uh, many a... Tupperware, Uh, Tupperware Mm -hmm. with all sorts of foods, from starches through proteins and all that and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you go to eat, do you still have that joy of of taking in all that or to you? Is it fuel? Or is it both?
1: So food to me, like it it started out, it's been a journey. And it's and it's a that's my goal as a coach is to kind of teach people this kind of same journey, basically to make people autonomous in their fitness and in their life, like where they don't need me anymore. So I want them to think of food like I think of it. The reason why I prep it is because I found out that I know myself that if I don't have food readily available when I'm hungry, I will go and get the most convenient thing like most people do. So I like to prepare for myself, knowing myself. So I'll just, I'll cook a bunch of different sources of protein and put it in a, in a Tupperware. I'll get a bunch of vegetables. I'll get some healthy carbohydrates. And then with those, I can like mix and match meals. Um, I look at food um, through, I guess, through um, being a fitness professional and and understanding what food is for. When I think of food, I think of it just like I said before, it's fuel for my brain. So the joy I get out of eating food is knowing that, wow, what I'm giving myself right now, I'm going to be so ready for the day. Like, I'm going to be so creative. I'm, my mind's going to be on fire. I'm going to have all these ideas. I'm going to have all this energy to go move my body i'm gonna have all this energy to walk my dog and be there for my girlfriend when she wants to talk about things and so so that's what food is to me that's where the joy is the joy obviously is taste but it's more about the function now Mm -hmm. and that's um kind of like what i want people to eventually get that relationship
0: and i know it frustrates you when you hear people say oh i ate this i'm so terrible or right that you know oh I broke my this or that Mm -hmm. talk about that for a second because I think a lot of people do that that guilt associated Mm -hmm. with having a cheat day quote-unquote I don't think you even like
1: that word right I don't yeah right because because there's that the word cheating it lets me think that you're like there's a morality to it like you're you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing but the other things that you were doing are what you should be doing. So you're, you're a good little boy for, for eating well, and then on the weekends you could be bad. Like, Or, or is, it, is it just, you know, how about you enjoy life, you know? Uh, do everything you possibly can do to be the healthiest, most mentally acute, kind person. And then if you want to have a cookie, have a freaking cookie but don't eat the whole jar of cookies. Shit. Yeah, right? And you know what? And if you do, and if you do, tomorrow's another day. If you do, the next minute's another minute. You Every second is a second to make a new decision. And and you don't have to beat yourself up. You're not a bad person because you 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 like fell off the wagon, per se. It's all just about being conscious. Okay, we did that. I am now aware of what I need to do next. And to be honest... The more connected you get with how your body feels after you eat certain things, the less you want to eat the things that make you not feel as mentally acute and happy.
0: I mean, I think that is so on the nose because people have a tough time being in their bodies, period. Mm -hmm. And food is a very grounding substance. Yeah. And... It is interesting, you know, the things that we take in that make us feel heavy or sloth-like or guilty or all this stuff. And it it almost forces us into our bodies. And if we don't have a good relationship with that, then then the brain starts wiring out. For
1: sure. Yeah. Like, think of someone who... It's like the perfect recipe for disaster. Think of someone who doesn't necessarily have the greatest self-esteem for whatever reason. They were, you know, raised in an abusive household or told they were nothing. And, you know, that turns to food as comfort. But that comfort food also makes their brain work at like half capacity Mm -hmm. and makes them feel worse. And then so what do they do? They eat more of that food. It's like it's honestly like an abusive relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I read one when I was in college, I read an article that said that people who subscribe to the cosmos and the not not carl sagan's cosmos but cosmos, know, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the fashion um and things like us magazine and like all that stuff that they actually their self-esteem is much lower and that if they can stop reading those types of magazines that their self-esteem will go up and i thought, well, I subscribe to about a billion of those. I'm a college girl. Yeah. I'm going to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I quit all these different magazines and I'll be damned. Within about a couple months, I stopped thinking so much about why I don't look like that supermodel or mm-hmm. that famous person. or the, You know, it really, what we take in mm-hmm. really affects us. It matters. Oh, yeah.
1: I would say uh, the male version of that would be like Ma-
0: uh, men's health. Yeah, men's health or and like muscle. Yeah, maxo. Yeah, maxo. Like yeah, too. for sure.
1: They do that, but that's, there you go. That's the junk science and the incredible marketing. It's they a huge know your industry. pain points. Yeah. They know how to touch you. Like, want a bigger chest? And every guy wants to have a big chest for some reason. As you know? do many women. <laughs> right. I guess, our ch- I guess it's made up of different things. Uh, guys want more muscle. I guess yeah. women want more fat yeah. on their chest. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're you're completely right. Um, that that's and crazy. That
0: is an industry that begins from when we're quite small to tell us why there's something wrong with us. Right. And it makes billions of dollars to mm-hmm. keep us in a state of, oh fuck, I'm I'm not slim enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not manly enough, exactly. I don't have this big enough, money, you know, all that stuff. It's all. But boy, it's hard to step out of that.
1: hmm Which is a breeding ground for business in the quick crash diet supplement Mm -hmm. they go hand in hand i mean i mean open up open up a muscle magazine and look in the back all you're going to see is creatine proteins uh like vein like they have they have Mm -hmm. supplements that make your veins pop out you know what i mean like it's like i get it that 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 is a sport bodybuilding is a sport and there are there are sports specific things but then it goes back to my same thing i tell people really think about the price of admission to what you want to do
0: yeah and the long term
1: and the long-term effects
0: and also uh, you talk about life work balance it's difficult to maintain this uh, perfection and not have it steal away all your other moments
1: Mm -hmm. well that's and that's a big thing um with energy that's another one of the call them the basic lifestyle guidelines right you have hydration food energy um sun exposure daily movement all those things um that energy how you spend your energy is huge like you said work-life balance again another thing in our society i feel like is just out of control
0: um we don't get enough sunlight
1: period there's
0: a lot of people that i know that are vitamin d deficient Mm -hmm. that are taking supplement for that Mm -hmm.
1: which in this day and age with covid Vitamin D is like the number one thing you should be concerned with because it is directly correlated to your immune health. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, we have a pandemic that's killing people. We have to have strong immune systems. Let's stay inside and not <laughs> get sunshine, which I get we have to stay away from people. I just think it's strange that-
0: You can get outside and stay away from people. Though. Yeah,
1: I know, but it's it's like wear a mask, stay away from people, don't touch people. Great, wash your hands, fantastic where are the talks about how to strengthen your immune system how come no one's talking about that which i think is crazy actually i don't know who the gym is and i wish i did know who it was i would give them the biggest shout out ever because they are the only they put a billboard up here in la i don't know who the gym is god i wish i could remember but it said boost your immune system ask us how i was like thank you someone please like let's talk about You know, it's kind of the whole... We just had this earlier in our discussion about the the kind of the doctor mentality. What's the source, not the fix? Mm -hmm. What's the source?
0: Yeah. I took that to heart when you talked about that when we first met. So I try... I did not do it yesterday. I never went outside. I did. Mm -hmm. I went outside and sat with the dog Mm -hmm. for about a half an hour just to get some sunshine in my eyeballs and and all that. But I really took it to heart. I was like, oh, you know what? I, I know that sun damage is a thing and all that stuff, but... I feel when I get half an hour to an hour of sunshine a day, yeah. it makes a humongous difference for me mm-hmm. personally.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, there's so many reasons for that. Number one, vitamin D is crucial, like I said, to to um, digestion and, and uh, immunity but and bone health, but it's also really crucial in hormone balance. And the only reason we feel things is because of hormones. So your happiness is directly correlated to having enough sunshine. And we talked about our retinas and how sensitive they are. That's the whole circadian rhythm thing, you know, like the rise and the moon, like and the falling of the sun. I mean, we, again, we didn't have alarm clocks when we were living in as plains people. No, you woke up when the sun came out because your retina was like, oh, the sun's out. My brain's going to start making cortisol, which is going to wake me up. And then, oh, the sun's going down. My brain's going to start making melatonin so I can go and to sleep. And it is
0: very pattern-oriented. Oh, I wake yeah. up without fail, 8.30 mm-hmm. a.m. It's 8.32. Mm-hmm. Every It's bizarre.
1: Depending on what I'm cooking.
0: Yeah, if you cook, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> shit. What is that stinky stuff going on down there? I have a I have super smeller, so... Yeah. Me and Gus from Psych, mm-hmm. which I'm watching right now and loving. Uh, it's an old show, but he's a super smeller. Is he?
1: Yeah. My yeah.
0: best friend Ellen just smiled real big at that because she loved Psych.
1: Okay. Yeah. There you go, Ellen.
0: Yeah, that was for you. Let's talk poop.
1: Oh, yeah, poop. Um that's one of my, I can't wait for this question in every one of my consultations because everything else has been super serious. Like, oh yeah, tell me about, you know, your life balance and all this stuff. And then with, without a beat, I, with a straight face, I go, so um, tell me about your poop. Um, how many times a day do you poop? And I, everyone for a second is taken back because we don't talk about it for some reason. It's like poop is like shameful. Isn't that weird that no matter... So are periods, right? Right. And yeah. I, we talk about that too with my female clients because that, one hundred percent affects your training and your how you're going to absorb food and your mood and yeah. all that stuff. I'm, sorry, I'm just slapping next yeah, to the I microphone. <laughs> People are like, what the hell is that? Um, but yeah, poop is the your poop and your pee, but mostly your poop. Your poop is like the most f- like the most incredible free source to give you an idea of what's going on inside your body if you're stressed your poop is going to be different if you're not drinking enough water your poop is going to be different if you're not absorbing enough food you're absorbing your food well your poop's going to be different so it's interesting so yeah people listening next time you poop look at it
0: my dad when we were little if we were sick that would be what he Mm -hmm. would do he would come and look at our poop which i think uh a lot of uh eastern cultures that's a big thing right to be able to, to to determine health and my dad said to me once, he said, Susan, there's two types of people in the world, those who look at their poop and those who don't. Mm-hmm. I'm a poop looker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For yeah. sure. I I, I that know, I,
0: I eyeball them. So I'm like, okay, things it's are good. good. It's looking good.
1: I mean, I don't need you to like pick it out of the toilet and inspect it. Like That's no, insane. No, but you can,
0: I mean, size, color, consistency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smell. Uh, smell is a big one.
1: Yeah. So poop is Although very... Although sometimes
0: vitamins can really...
1: Yeah, they can. And if you um, do eat a lot of beets, remember that you are not dying of colon cancer. Probably <laughs> it's just the beets. Because I've had a, a couple scares. I'm like, what is it?
0: There's a great Portlandia episode is there? about that
1: oh it's i need to watch that
0: hilarious
1: the only portlandia episode i've ever seen is the one where they're where they're like asking about the chicken yeah. like what was his name yeah. After, yeah, that was yeah. really funny yeah,
0: yeah yeah i'll send you i'll send you a link i'll put <laughs> okay. it on the hey human podcast links page too it's a really funny episode well, i'll, I'll have to check
1: that out yeah yeah so poop look at it it's great
0: yeah traveling is a, is a bear because you can eat all the same foods drink mm-hmm. all the same amount of water and not poop for a couple days.
1: Yeah, I wonder... You know what? Honestly, I've thought about that. I'm like, nothing's different. I got... I think it may be a stress thing, maybe. Your body so like kind of shuts down unnecessary um, actions because it's in a, a state of stress. And I wonder how deep that goes into... People are going to think I'm like some paleontologist or something. <laughs> but I wonder how deep that goes into... When we were um, hunters and gatherers and, and and constantly moving, you know, like hey, we got to be on the move.
0: And yeah, if you stop to squat, some get killed. Yeah, something could. Same you a tiger. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, know. that's not a that's not a crazy yeah. theory. I used to think it was solely dehydration, but then I was like, no. When I travel, I drink a ton, a ton of water. Yeah. So it's not that. The same. Yeah,
1: I shut down too. Well, that's, but that's what's so cool about our bodies is that we're so, it's, we're so resilient. Like, think about, I mean, we all, we've all heard or know that old person who is, like, smoked their whole life, has, like, their drink like a fish, and they're... George Burns, baby! ...well into their 90s, and they look like they're great. Or you have, like, like, my biological father died when he was 33 from, from throat cancer. He drank and he smoked. 33? I'm three years older than him. I can't imagine being dead right now. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I, can anyone really imagine? I you mean,
0: know. I do a lot. Yeah. You being dead, I mean.
1: Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> if I go missing... Um, <laughs> the, should I give it an address? No. <laughs> this is where my body is. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. Our bodies are so resilient. So, so it, our body, our only function is to, hey, we got to keep this person alive. They're doing something or a bunch of things that is not necessarily helpful for us so we're going to start shutting down things that aren't as important as important like like pooping or peeing because
0: and pee is a good hydration model right
1: yeah and a lot oh that's a good one a lot of people think your pee should be clear um that actually might be a sign that you're overhydrated. um your pee should be more like a very light lemonade Mm. Because that, that that lets me know milk, that you're... Milk,
0: lemonade. Right. Yeah. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And around the corner, fudge is made. That's right. Hopefully it's a nice, smooth snake shape.
0: <laughs> Boy. Yeah. We're really getting into it. Yeah, hey. It's not always that, though. It depends on... Does that depend on the person, too? The segmented versus one long... The
1: poop? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, of course. I, again, it's like, it all depends. That's the answer I wish everyone would say when it comes to fitness. It depends. Because yeah. it does depend. But... For the most part, if you are uh, chewing your food enough and absorbing the nutrients and staying as hydrated as you need to and uh, low stress, your poop should be a smooth snake. Not It doesn't have to be connected, but it should be smooth yeah. instead of like cracks.
0: Or, or rabbits, rabbit pellets.
1: Rabbit Yeah, rabbit pellets is not good. Um, or water. Yeah. Yeah. Water's never good.
0: I feel like for women, though, uh, depending on the, where they are in their cycle. Huge. When yeah. it comes to poop, mm-hmm. well, you know, all bets are off because yep. it could be anything.
1: I mean, your body is like shedding itself.
0: Yeah, things get pretty wackadoodle. You
1: guys are like spiders. Is how they huh? call them black widows?
0: Women are black widows? wait. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Men are like spiders? How so?
1: No, you. Oh,
0: we're like, like spiders. Shed your... Shedding or yeah. snakes or... Yeah. Sure, sure. I'll take all that. Yeah. Um, I'd Really quickly, did you say you So, wait, your biological dad is not your...
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Did I know that? I don't know. I don't... No. So, my biological father... I mean, he was never in my life because he was an alcoholic. So, my mom... My mom met my who is my dad who raised me when I was like one and a half. So oh. I've never known anything else. Got it, got it, it wasn't got like it. a sad story where it was like I was in foster care and this man came and took. me Yeah, in. I get that.
0: Yeah. Okay, I just wanted because you said that I was like, wait, that's
1: wait. Didn't you just say your dad's life is Kyle a uh, a I, I, liar? Yeah, no, I was like, yeah. I just
0: didn't know that about you. Um, yeah, getting to know you. Actually, to know, yes.
1: Um, that is also cut off
0: my song. you am so mother-fucker. sorry. Well,
1: I mean, uh, who really wants to hear that? <laughs> Um, That actually might be another reason why I am so passionate about fitness because I saw the person, you know, even though I may not have known him, he's, I'm half of him, you know, I'm sure that affects me somehow, sure. like watching him die at such a young age. I might have something to do with it. Do I'm you sure. have a memory of it? Him dying? Yeah, I was 12. I remember. Oh, I yeah. thought you
0: said you were one and. Oh, well, your mother left got him,
1: it. but like he was like around, you right. know, oh, like he yeah. would, he would, uh, when he wasn't drunk, he would come see me and then just, like, take me to Toys R Us and, like, buy me whatever I wanted. That was his way of showing love, which, I mean, I got some cool stuff from I guess. But, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. always interesting. Yeah. Uh, we don't get to choose our parents. No. Uh, except for I, my belief system, we do. But we do that oh. long before we come into this world. Interesting. Because I'm a woo-woo hippie girl. Like that, that. believes in reincarnation. But moving on. Moving on. Um, Let's talk women for let's a do second.
1: It. What's love them. Some-
0: I know oh, what's, <laughs> <laughs> what's some uh, good uh, I feel like uh, I feel like women get lumped in mm-hmm. in fitness to just go do your aerobics lift some light weights I know don't work out during your period because it's you know eat extra iron during your period blah mm-hmm. blah blah so let's just let's put a finer point on it
1: sure um, women are men pretty much and men are women pretty much like we are really close because we are the same species. I mean, we have different bone structure and different hormones, but like, why should, because I have a penis, why should I be like deadlifting and doing all these like super, um, absolute strength gaining movements? And why should a woman just cause she doesn't have a penis walk on a treadmill? That that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, we're both human. We both basically have the same functions Yes, we have like different things that make us different, but like we should all be um, trying to be as resilient as we possibly can and healthy as we possibly can. And there's no reason why um, a woman shouldn't be strong. And I know that again, that goes back to what we're what we're, you guys are sold at a young age. Like women are supposed to be quiet and frail and slender and and something to behold and look at. And no one wants to look at a woman who's strong and who can, you know, like lift a bunch of weight. I honestly, and Jessica is probably gonna kill me for this. I love you so much, um, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Probably gonna regret <laughs> this, but she is very athletic and her whole life- She's she, strong. That and her whole, but just cause she's short. She's short and compact and strong. She's very strong. But her whole life, people have asked her if she's a gymnast. And she used to take offense to that back when she was young because when she was young, the the hot girls were the skinny ones and she always wanted to not, she wouldn't want to be um, compared to a gymnast. And when she told me that, I was like, that's insane. Because to me, I think seeing a woman who is strong and confident in her body and um, is experiencing her body through um, movement, I think there's nothing sexier than that. I think gymnasts. I mean, I think gymnasts have some of the best-looking physiques in the world. I really do. Um, maybe that. I mean, I always, I always go to the dis- disaster uh, situations. But like, if I'm, if I'm gonna try to survive, I want to survive with someone that can also lift themselves up a wall. So I don't have to constantly be like lifting them up. Like I gotta do stuff too. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. I think. There, I think there is no, there's no secret that um, women suffer from osteoporosis more than men do because
0: they're not using weights. Right. Things. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's one of the biggest benefits of weight training is, is that resilience of de- strengthening your bone density. I mm-hmm. think it's crazy. I think everyone should, I think everyone should lift weights.
0: I feel so much better when I am in. Because uh, I'll I'll fluff off the gym mm-hmm. or whatever, but when I am weight training, I, it does. It makes me feel like ooh, I'm so in my body.
1: Right, you can feel everything. Yeah, and
0: and you, I love that.
1: Yeah, and it, it's 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 um I feel like it's human nature to we need challenges. I think if people don't challenge themselves, that's when they go crazy, and I think we're seeing that a lot with this pandemic and having to be at home and not um having it's a different type of challenge right but physical i'm talking about physical challenges i feel like humans we have a daily energy requirement and i feel like if you don't spend that energy it balls up inside of you and i feel like that's where a lot of i feel it i get cranky if i don't go to the gym like when we were moving out here i was there was days when i was not going to the gym and i was not exactly the funnest person to be around by the end by the time we got here jessica was like man you are like like A hair trigger. And I was like, I know. I just, I need to move. I mean, Einstein, Tesla, they had their greatest ideas on their walks. They would walk in silence and ideas would come to them. And there's no secret that our brains are activated by movement. That's what makes us incredible. Humans are so inventive, but I feel like we have to move to be inventive.
0: And put your phone down. I got to say, when I go on my walks, the different experience I have... I During this pandemic, this is mm-hmm. one thing I have learned is to uh, to try and ignore the phone because it's just that doom scrolling mm-hmm. feeling. Oh, my God! And uh, stepping away from that and going out and, and doing stuff without that distraction, it changes everything. It really, again, it puts you in your body. Mm-hmm. You're feeling stuff. You're seeing colors. You're seeing patterns. You're, your you mind know, goes. Yeah. it's. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, but I'm a big fan no. of, of leaving the phone behind when you do that stuff
1: we're supposed to be bored yeah that's how that's where ideas come from mm. if you're if you're scrolling you're never bored because there's something to look at
0: that's right and it also is creating a false sort of um addiction yeah weird cocaine response
1: i've had to put um my i have a problem with that i have to put a time limit on my social media for my phone you can do that in your settings like I've set one hour a day for social media. And once um, that hour goes away, they shut down. And I just can't do it.
0: Interesting. I didn't know you had that. Ability. Yeah. You teach me so much about phones.
1: Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's 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 awesome. And you can set whatever you want. And it can be just certain apps or certain other apps. But I've just done all social media, like...
0: Kyle taught me that you can make your phone talk to you when it's dying or it needs to be... Mm-hmm. That was fun. I,
1: yes, I learned that from social media. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the dirty word in fitness, fat. Okay, sure. Um, I saw a tweet the other day, speaking of social media, from Roxanne Gay, who is uh, a great writer. She is... Uh, I follow her on Twitter. She's awesome. Uh, sometimes she's a cranky pants but I love that about her <laughs> I've read all of her books essays I should say mm-hmm. and uh, she tweeted yet again at the doctor's office and the look of shock on my doctor's face with the fact she's she's a big woman mm-hmm. it, well you know the fat girl has good cholesterol and is doesn't have high blood pressure and all that stuff and I and I thought about that especially knowing that we were going to be talking and there is such a a belief that if a person is a bigger person, mm-hmm. that then automatically all these things must be wrong with them, and that's also not true.
1: So, You're absolutely correct, and that's the great thing about being a human. Yeah, is everyone is so different, mm-hmm. right? But I will venture to say that her blood work and everything may be okay, but um, the wear and tear on her joints sure, is not going to yeah. be okay. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, but she
0: she brought up a, a good point, I think that, and then, the idea that, for example, what used to be considered a small, medium, large has shifted over time, you know, and mm-hmm. that people consider a size ten to be overweight is maddening, really.
1: Yeah, because a size ten looks different on everyone.
0: Absolutely, I'm six foot one. Yeah, and sometimes I wear a size ten in pants, and sometimes I wear a size eight in pants never have I ever gotten into a two or a four, thank you very much, but in dresses, I'm a two four. So it's, and it's frustrating because it's weird and it makes no sense and there's no rhyme or reason. So, and I know so many women that after a day going shopping for clothes are just defeated. So how do you deal with the psyche of a woman who spent her whole life being told, no matter what she looks like, that it's not good enough? How do you approach that in a client?
1: Yeah, um, we definitely talk about, so my favorite thing to do is, um, and this is a great thing listeners can do, is anytime you're experiencing an emotion or something you want or something, you ask yourself why five times and you usually get to the root of it. So like, for example, I'll do it for myself. I'll do it right now. Um, why do I like fitness? Well, I like fitness because it helps me feel good and I it helps me look good. Okay. Well, what does looking good mean? Okay. Um, I think looking good means, um, having muscle mass and having a low body fat percentage. Okay. So what about that? Do you like, um, well, it makes me feel like I look strong and I look, um, capable. Why, why do you want to look strong, and look capable? Well, cause I feel, um, as a man, you have to, uh, be able to protect the ones you love and, and, um, Be resilient. Well, why do you think that? Well, because I know what it's like to feel weak and helpless and the beta. Okay, well, there you go. You know, it's like you can get so deep with asking yourself why over and over again. And a lot of people never ask themselves why or stop before it gets painful. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I ask them why. Like a lot of females come to me with a certain number, like a number they used to be in high school per se or A certain they want to they want to get down to be able to fit in their wedding dress again or whatever and I asked them I asked them why and then it usually comes back to a time in their life when they were the most happy and I said oh so it's not a number you're looking for it's a feeling you're looking for it could be any number you just want to be healthy and happy and then when when we set that intention it's amazing how different their mindset is towards food and lifting weights. Again, a big thing for females is they think like, if they think if they do one bench press, they're going to lose their boobs and be super bulky, you know? Like, like, hey, it's going to take you hundreds of thousands of reps for you to even get close to looking like a man. I promise you. And I can also guarantee you that you're definitely not eating enough to look like a man, and you don't even have the chemical makeup to even get that bulky without some assistance from drugs so you have nothing to worry about Mm -hmm. and when when we set that intention from the number like i said to a feeling or um, really understanding why they want that it's it's amazing how it opens up to like oh don't they okay i don't care about the scale and i don't care about the number anymore
0: so how often with your clients when they come to you let's say i'm a new client i come to you i say kyle help me mm-hmm. here i'm gonna pay you a, m- a monthly fee and you're gonna now be my guy mm-hmm. what will what will i get for that
1: Month experience with that experience yeah um well so you're gonna get number one honestly to boil it down and not to cheapen it, it you get a relationship Um, I think your a relationship with your coach is the most important thing because in that relationship, they understand those things that make you tick. Right. And I know how to weave through the things to get like the goal is always in line and everything that we need to move around that you, I know you can move around to get to that goal is, is through that relationship. But what I would say to someone like you in that, in that, um, month is you get behavior, nutrition and exercise that is tailored specifically to your priorities in life what you want out of life how you currently move and function and um, where you want to go with all of that and and, you know like for example here's a good example if you want to make it to the CrossFit Games on ESPN your workout and your eating regimen and your recovery regimen is going to look a lot different than A lady who just likes to hike on the weekends with her dog and wants to just feel good in her own skin. Completely different. Yeah. So, and that's kind of where the magic of the coaching comes in is is constantly, as you change, the prescriptions change, the workouts change, as you get stronger, as you grow, as you, you know, um, different times of the month, you're going to need different types of calories. You're going to need all that. So you get a, it's almost like I'm in your pocket. Beep. just like telling you
0: okay that's what we're we'll doing next yeah and yeah. you use apps to help them with exercise programs and things like that
1: oh right, yeah it's all done through an app called true coach which um every like you wake up and it's like hey here's your thing for the day and usually i start with a behavior like say we're working on sleep like hey tell me how you slept and then you say if i didn't uh, you say oh i slept great and i'll comment back like great or if you say oh i slept like crap i was kind of tossing and turning um, I'll ask you why. And then you'll probably say, uh, I had water before bed, so I had to go pee. And I'm like, okay, so for tomorrow, let's stop drinking liquids two hours before bed, see how that goes. And then after your behavior piece will be, maybe we're working on some nutrition thing, Maybe and then, then your workout, like, hey, this is what you're going to do for the day.
0: And you can do this distance. So yeah, because I've seen you do Zooms and things like that, and you do all sorts of what, communication, all sorts of Most ways. of
1: my clients are remote because I got them all in Nashville. So sure. I still have them here. I only have we have a couple here that are like in-person person. person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can all be done. Mm -hmm.
0: What if I'm a person that comes to you and says, Kyle, I really want to get in shape. I don't sleep great. I am a move, move, move. I'm a CEO and I'm I'm constantly Mm -hmm. going. I don't want... That's never going to change. That's just who I am. Mm -hmm. Are you able to accommodate to something? I mean, they're not... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would just ask them, okay, well, number one, there's so many things. What does in shape mean to you? Mm -hmm. Because that's different for everyone. Sure. Then I would ask you, why? why of course we've just did that and then i would ask you okay what is the most time you can have to dedicate to this per week and then it's my job to figure out how i can maximize the time you've given me to push you towards your goals but i'm not going to lie to you i'm going to say hey okay if you can give me two days a week where you can um, concentrate on moving your body and you have a goal of um, having abs by summer to go to Cabo with your boys well you're not going to have abs but you will be in a better place and on the path to that because this is the only time you're giving me and this is the only time you can contribute to it Um, I'm just like that's another hill I'll die on I will never lie to someone about like there's been plenty of times where people go hey I want to learn like Olympic lifting right and I'll just have to tell them hey you can't do a, a, a body weighted squat correctly so there's no way i'm going to load you with a barbell and tell you to do a movement that people are chosen as children to do their whole lives to possibly get into the olympics so those kind of things like sometimes you have to get real with people but not in a mean way it's just education again it's not their fault they don't know
0: yeah how can people find you
1: um i am currently working on my website (laughs) Uh, but i'm on instagram social media at uh lampy l-a-m like like mary. mary or any other m word you can think of p i so like lamp with an i at the end of it fitness and if you don't know how to spell fitness we have a lot more to talk about <laughs> lampy fitness that's it and then I, I post daily like little fun little snips and reminders of health stuff that you can do without a coach that you can work on so it's mm-hmm. kind of like free um education i guess and yeah. makes fitness
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Kyle, thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you. This is really fun. And you know, yeah. I I think I think we're all doing the best we can and it's nice to know there's people out there that can help us reach trials. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna go make some stinky food.
0: You are? Yeah. Put the fan on, for God's <laughs> sakes, man. You're killing me. I will. My super nose can't take it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. rate and review Hey Human on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. Bye. Happy New Year.